0: And the church said, "Amen." Truly, it is an honor and privilege to be before you again on today. And uh, after hearing that introduction or introducing myself by Dr. Fryer, I hope I have something to say, and I don't let him down. Amen. It was so great, and it was—I almost started crying for a moment there. But no, I'm glad um, to be here and a part of the chapel on today. And um, Asbury is. Uh, has a a part of me. Um, I will always be a part of Asbury. I grew up here. He didn't talk about how much I stayed here in the library and everything else to move up to that place that he was pushing us to, and I thank God for that push. I thank God for that love, and not only him, but also to the Asbury community that wrapped their arms around me and many others um, to help us to get through. And I don't don't, want to waste your time too much longer, because I know some of you have class in a few. Um, and I don't know if you, Frymar, are you teaching a class today? Also, oh, you need to have a few minutes before you get to class. And so I'm going to just dig right in. But before, before I go, um, before I dig in, I want to thank my lovely wife and my, my two daughters who are here with us today. I thank God for them. Also, for a few of the members that are here as well. Let's give them a hand, clap a brace. Um, just repeat after me, say, Octavius, Octavius. Do, you. do you, and so uh, I- I- I'm going to be Octavius LeVan Smith today here in Ashbury, and um, I think my first time I was trying to work my way, but uh, I- I've been gone too long, and uh, God has been too good for me to just, uh, to pretend, but God has given me, not pretend, but to fit. Um, Sometimes you you are square and you're trying to fit into a circle. And God has called you to be that square, that shape, and stick to that shape because the body of Christ needs that shape. Amen? Amen. So whatever shape you are that God has blessed you to be, be just that. He has a place for you. Amen. Amen. You heard the scripture reading earlier in Matthew, the 22nd chapter, verse 37. I just want to go through it one more time. It says, Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Verse 39, and the second is like like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, For for a moment, you saw in in our bulletin or in your handout, the sermon title today is Can You Dig It? Uh, I believe in call and response, and I'm going to preach like I'm at my own church. And I know for some of us, it may not be that way, and it's going to (laughs) be a little tight, but I want to pull you out of that little comfort zone and just repeat after me. Just look at somebody and say, "Hey, Hey, neighbor, can you dig it? Uh, can, can You Dig It was uh, a 70s culture expression that was very popular phrase in films such as shaft. This expression meant, do you get it? Can you feel it? Do you c- comprehend what I'm trying to get across? I'm going to stop right there. <laughs> However, for those of you who are trying to be hip And cool, please do not use this antiquated phrase uh, because you will not get any cool points from your congregation. (laughs) Even though this is a very popular phrase in the 70s, here we are in 2017, and I would like to ask this question, can you dig it? Some of you may be thinking to yourselves, dig what, Octavius? that orange dashiki you're rocking? <laughs> dig what, Octavius, that you're preaching your message from a manuscript? Dig what, that this is Black History Month and you're going to tell us how black people overcame slavery? Dig what, Octavius, help us to understand what making America great really means? No, no, <laughs> no. Can you dig it, that Christ has commanded us To love each other sincerely, to love our brothers, to love our sisters, and to love every race, to love every culture, to love people from all walks of life. Can you dig it? I'm not here today during this Black History Month to talk about immigration, discrimination, segregation, or humiliation. You've been hearing enough of that. I'm here to be that prophetic voice to remind us that in the midst of everything, we must keep in our minds, our speech, our action as kingdom people by being obedient to the words of God. Love your neighbor. Matthew shares with us how the Sadducees and the ph- uh, Pharisees are trying to trap Jesus by uh, questioning him. One of the questions that had happened was Pharisees tried to trap him by asking him a question about paying taxes. The second trap they tried to place on him later on that same day, the Sadducees came and tried to trap him by asking him a question about marriage and uh, resurre- at the resurrection. And whose wife will the woman be out of all the brothers she she was married to? And after Jesus silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees came back with another question to try and trap Jesus. And they asked him, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus responded with two commandments. The first one, love the Lord your God. With all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. And then he responds a second time with a second commandment. Love your neighbors as yourself. You can tell I've been to Myers' class. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. I know y'all are going to help me this evening, so look at your neighbor and tell them one more time, be like Jesus, be like Jesus. and don't get caught in the trap. Don't get let's, let's say it one more time. Look at somebody else and tell them, be like Jesus, be like Jesus. And, don't and don't get caught up in the trap. In the trap. Can you dig it? <laughs> what trap? The trap of the media, the trap of politicians, the trap of family and friends, and the trap of self. Beloved Christ has commanded us to love one another. If America is going to be great again and again and again and again, it's going to be through loving our neighbors. If black lives and blue lives are going to matter, it's going to be through loving our neighbors. If all our lives are going to matter, we're going to have to do it by loving one another. Uh, as barians and guests, if we are going to make an impact in this 21st century, and I want to thank my brother who came up with that prayer and talked about us being that prophetic voice of today. But if we are going to make an impact in the 21st century world today, it's going to be through loving one another. I truly believe that this is our time as the body of Christ. This is our time as disciples what time is it? It's our time to shine. To shine by loving people back to life. By loving our communities back to life. By loving our churches back to life and loving our country back to life. Can you dig it? I know for some of you right now, it may be a little challenging, but that's all right. The world will know that we are Christ's disciple by the love we have one for another. Why is he screaming? Because that's just me. It's great. It's great. It's great. It's great. It's great. It's great that we can exegete the text. Amen. It's great we can break down true meanings of a word in its original language like Greek and Hebrew. It's great we can get a preacher's award and be invited back and back to preach here at Asbury. But it's nothing if we can't love one another. The story, I have a story about one of my members who I had the, the privilege of sitting down with who's about 60 plus years of age. And this is a male, a great, big, strong brother. And he began to tell me a story about him being um, over in one of the wars and him and his brothers and from all walks of life and all colors. And they, they were just all together. They were eating together. They were drinking out of the same cup. They were back-to-back and hand in battle. They were all together over there in another country. But when they came back home, something happened. Something happened. The brotherly love that they had over in the war, it began to be divided when they came back to the U.S. When they came back to the United States, they were divided and had whites that were sitting on one side and everybody else was sitting on the other side. And he was saying, Pastor, I don't know what happened. I don't know what the problem was. How is it that we can fight together hand in hand and watching our brothers lose their limbs and everything? And we were all speaking on one accord. But when we got back, they couldn't even speak to me. It couldn't even look my way. How often sometimes you all, we may come here to Asbury Seminary and we get in classes together and we do classes together and we leave here, but we leave divided. Yeah, we can worship. And as long as we're talking about God and loving God, we can love God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, with all our strength. But when it comes to loving your brothers and sisters, can you truly love them? How Christ wants us to love them. Can you truly love them even if they voted for Trump? Even if they voted for Obama? Even whoever they voted for, can you truly still love them? Can you love them if they walk around with a shirt that says, Black Lives Matter? Can you truly still love them if they say, We're going to make America great again? I know it's challenging right now. But you have to understand where we are today. Because I think we're at a place where if we're going to be kingdom-minded or worldly-minded. And sometimes we find ourselves right there in the middle of some things. And you, you, you want to be sometimes. And you also want to be sometimes a Christian. Now you figure that out right there on your own. And you find yourself juggling that time and you have to step back and ask the question. God. Where am I when it comes to being a Christian? I-, I must come today and speak truth to power. As we're approaching Lent season, I challenge you to take a look at yourself and see where you are when it comes to loving your neighbor. Don't, 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 don't love folks out of guilt. Are you hearing me? Yeah. Love because of the Christ that is in you. Can you dig it? I I told you all you had to be here before when I first did my first message here and I told them here in this chapel, I didn't belong here to Asbury. A young man coming out of the what you may call the hood or the ghetto, the projects or whatever you may want to call it, young man with gold teeth in his mouth, young man who felt like dropping out of high school, young man that never saw himself getting a master's degree. I didn't see myself. I didn't belong here at Asbury. All I grew up is in the black community. We didn't have a whole lot of whites because when whites came, it was for another reason. So therefore, I didn't belong here at Asbury. And when I first got here at Asbury, I found myself feeling a little uncomfortable because there was majority of other race than there was the black race. I got to tell the truth. But then after a while, by and by, I started loving. They start loving on me. I start loving on. I, I needed to be here at Asbury because God was getting ready to send me to a world out there that if I didn't have love for all people, I wasn't going to be anything or anybody. <laughs> And I want to tell you all today, if you're stuck like Chuck on your little one circle, you're in trouble. Because you're going to need some black brothers. You're going to need some white brothers and sisters. You're to, as a matter of fact, you're going to need everybody. It is the body of Christ that helps us to move the kingdom forward. So go home and talk about me if you want to. But just say, Octavia said, ask me the question, can you dig it? As a black male that believes in equality and justice, I still have to check myself from time to time. When I hear someone say to me, I tell them I live in Orlando, and the first thing they say to me, do you live in Pine Hills? And I have to check myself. Just because I'm a black young man, I ought, that automatically put me in Pine Hills. As I close with these words from Jesus, he says, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You, are, you also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciple if you love one another. All I do, I'm trying to ask you the question, do you understand that if we're going to make it today, I hear what the media is saying. I hear what CNN is saying. I hear what NBSC, whatever it is, or, 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 or Fox News is saying. I hear all that stuff. That's great. But we should mainly be focused on what is Christ saying to us today. And a lot of times we get so caught up in the hype that we miss what God is speaking to us right now. And as we heard earlier in the prayer, We must now be that prophetic voice as the body of Christ. You cannot be silent. And every now and again, you may have to ask God to forgive you because your mind, you may get caught up in your flesh and your mind may go somewhere. But it's all right, arrest it and bring it back and become, have the the mind of Christ, have a kingdom mind and understand that we are to love our neighbor just as we love ourselves. Can you